Hello, 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 and welcome to Pilot Light, uh, a spin-off of the Imaginary Movie Podcast, where we talk about the first episode, um, sometimes called the pilot, of a TV show. This week, for our sins, we watched the pilot for 2004's Friends spin-off, Joey. My name is David. I'm Sam. Welcome, welcome. This fucking show. <laughs> This it is a TV show, and I think about about there is where we can stop in terms of adding any more adjectives to to that other than really quite shit. Absolutely. I so I think let's start off as we mean to go on. I want you to tell us, Sam. Um, I want you to tell us a little bit about the premise for this show, and then and then just give us a brief overview of the plot, um, and then we can jump into the much longer and more satisfying conversation about Friends we're going to have in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so Joey is yes, it's a it's a spin-off of um Friends, which you presumably you've heard of. Uh and in, in Joey, um he moves from New York to LA to pursue his acting career um in proper. He there meets up with his sister and his um nephew. And kind of, you know, hilarity was supposed to ensue, except it it kinda didn't. We're still waiting. Any yeah, day now. It, it, Any this, day now. In this episode, uh, Michael, who is the nephew, is looking to try to move in with Joey. Um, and he's seeing his new home for the first time. And we kind of get an introduction to the characters. And that's pretty much it. There's not a lot in terms of plot. You know, it's just kind of, obviously, we know Joey already. and uh, or, or a version of him, at least. And so just trying to introduce some of the, the kind of main characters that we'll see through the rest of the series. Yeah, and I think I think to this show's credit, and we'll talk, get into this more when we wrap, wrap up, but I think this is a very, like, through and through a pilot episode. Like you said, we meet all of the important characters and, and, and we get a good establishing of their relationships. Unfortunately, there's not a lick of humour to be found. Um, but I think that it does the important jobs that a pilot should do, on paper at least. You know, mm. we know what we know who the characters are and we know what... You know, we get a little bit of a look into what their sort of motivations are and their goals. Do you, do you know what I mean? And I think for a little sitcom that's introducing, you know, what amounts to five or six characters, um, it, it doesn't do a horrible job of that. If only the premise was at all worthwhile. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I think there's also the, the the sense of this being a very traditional pilot. You know, in two thousand four, um, when this came out, you, you're right in that um, probably the tail end. You're really like we're th- three or four years away from maybe five from like Netflix and streaming and and a real that that moving away from that classic network sitcom being the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, you know, because yeah, the world to... which we live in today, a network sitcom is is never you know the airs at eight o'clock on a Thursday night is never going to take the world by storm because you know not everyone's watching it. What takes the world by storm is something that Netflix drops ten episodes of at once. Yeah, you know? and 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 probably have, have you know recommissioned the the second season the day that it, it drops based on viewing figures that are instantaneously available. Absolutely, so the, the, yeah. even the premise of a pilot, which is to kind of gauge audience reaction and to um, kind of get a sense of what people think of of the show and how you know profitable it will be going forward, um, that doesn't really exist anymore. So I think this is this is a good it's a good example of a pilot. Um, but as you say, it's not necessarily a good example of good TV. Absolutely. Um, so we've, we've sort of established what the show is. And I want to talk, let's try and keep this friend's conversation brief. 
um, and maybe we'll we'll sprinkle in some of the trivia here as well. So obviously this this sitcom called Joey um, is about the character Joey from Friends, um, portrayed by Matt LeBlanc, and um, and Friends. Obviously, if you haven't heard of Friends, then um, I'm really not sure what cave in Antigua you've been hiding in. But um, good job. It, Friends was the biggest thing on TV um, up until it, you know it ended in 2002. I want to say 2001. Um, you know, it was huge and still is, I think. Friends has a, you know, especially with the advent of it coming on Netflix, again, like the younger, this this new generation of discovering Friends as this, like, we should, we, what we often say the word show about nothing, and it's it's a show about the minutiae of, you know, tw- young 20 somethings, like discovering life and, and sort of feeling out relationships. And Friends is quite seminal for that. And I think maybe the best example of that, like, comedic um ensemble sitcom uh yeah yeah and i think at that point about it, it kind of coming alive again on netflix and that's a really important thing i think kind of millennial or late millennial um viewers now who are watching it are kind of rediscovering it perhaps um it's maybe yeah and it's it's things down to watched you know exactly and, and, and it's things down to even younger like uh, my youngest sister is is 10 years younger than me so um she was she was only born in 1999 and like she has discovered friends from netflix largely and loves it and it's kind of like and that's more proof i think real proof that that have how good a show friends was that 20 years later somebody who was barely born when it was on the air can look back and enjoy it and and identify with these characters and and really just get to grips with it which i think is quite wonderful really even if they're all you know through varying stages of employment and they live in Manhattan, which... which oh, yeah, the bleak, econ- the bleak economic situation today is vastly different to the mid-90s. Yeah. Um, America in the 90s, that's something we've talked about quite a lot, isn't it, in the past, of, like, that's... that's we found America. Nirvana and it's gone. Yeah. Peak <laughs> America. That was like, wow, everyone... You know, un- uninterrupted economic growth, you know, money falling off trees and I'm being, you know, facetious, but... I think this show is kind of part of that um, part of that culture, isn't it? Of just like, yeah. isn't it great to be America and, you know, white in the 90s? It's just fantastic. Um, yeah, exactly. And then, and, and, and then 9-11 happened and that all. Kind of, uh, but, but Friends has <laughs> been a wildly successful show and, and TV networks being, um, you know, they, like any company, they exist to make money, which I don't think we should really throw shade at because this isn't a socialist podcast yet. Um <laughs> I did. I feel pretty socialist about this, Dave. To be I fair, feel I think pretty socialist about a lot of things. The, uh, Sam, wealth. <laughs> we should seize the means of TV production. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> before we just That's a new get tagline into that, for like, a show, I think masturbatory um, self-congratulation about that joke. Friends <laughs> was enormous. The, the the main cast of Friends, the six, the six main cast, they were making about a million dollars an episode by the end of its run, which is for TV is an insane amount of money. Um, 25 episodes a season 25 episodes a season that's that's mad and that's really quite something and i think so you go from the situation where the network is paying these actors that much money and so obviously their first thought is right okay the main cast is breaking up um we're calling an end to the show and i think somewhat gracefully that that friends ended Mm. um what can we do to to capitalize on this momentum this uh this this sort of like intangible thing about friends 
obviously a spin-off and there's like a rich history of tv spin-offs uh, a big example being frasier um possibly like maybe the most successful spin-off of all time yeah um, yeah there's and not, they, there's they, not wa- many... they Sorry, wanted that so they wanted a spin-off and they wanted um and they wanted some of the cast members to return so um i think you looked at some trivia did you sam of 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 how that process went um, I did. I did. You're completely landing me in the um, proverbial. Right well, I've got. Way. I've got it right in front of me. So if you well, want well, me to well, just go, well, I can go. You you go and I'll react. How how about right. that? Well, that seems to work. Um, <laughs> so uh, we'll be very polite to each other tonight. Um, so uh, initially, uh, Joey was the fourth friend of of the show who was offered. A spin-off. Initially, um, the network wanted Jennifer Anderson to star in a her own spin-off, which would presumably have been called Rachel and about her and Ross raising a baby, which, to be honest, doesn't sound massively good. Uh, but given what we ended up with Joey, who am I to throw stones? Yeah, true. Um, so they offered it to Jennifer Aniston, and she obviously immediately said, um, I'm sorry, no, I've got all of these like <laughs> film offers uh, stacking up. Jared Butler will not get off the phone. Um, you know, and so obviously she wasn't interested. So next they approached um, uh, Chandler and Monica, played by Courtney Cox and Matt Perry, Matthew, Matthew Perry, respectively. Um, and they asked them if they'd be interested in starring in a spin-off about their life as a married couple and, and all, all that. And they also said, um, no, we're done playing these characters, presumably because Courtney Cox, again, quite a big star and like had other stuff going on and... Matthew Perry probably um, didn't remember almost any of the filming of Friends because of his drug problem, and probably probably thought that was danger territory for a recovering addict. Yeah, let's not let's not add further fuel to that. Um, very, exactly. Uh, yeah, so, so after that, they for so, and I I'm a bit baffled by this. Uh, I can only assume that they went to Matt LeBlanc next because it, there were six friends, and and Joey's like five slash six of the friends, you know. Um, him and Phoebe kind of vie for like it's it's hard to rank either exactly of them, who, who's, who's the lowest who's the lowest value friend but they are five and six they are they get the least screen time their characters they're least fleshed out and they have the most tenuous connection to the main four so so it's odd that Matt LeBlanc was offered offered the spin-off but he took it um presumably because you know better a ha- bird in hand than two in the bush um I presume there was a big dump truck full of money involved, as there usually is. Did, was you know, he not asked? Uh, was he not asked? Um, you know, was how do you feel that Joe wasn't a successful show? And you know, he, he replied something to the effect of, "Well, I, get, I got thirty-one million dollars, so it wasn't that bad." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think he said, "I think yeah." Someone asked him about the failure because this series, we, we haven't said, but this season only the series only ran two seasons, and the last I think eight episodes weren't aired. It was cancelled mid-season, and and you know. It, it, the first season got decent ratings. This show was not a success, or good, but not a success. Um, yeah, someone said, you know, oh, how do you feel about the failure of Joey after, you know, the massive success of Friends? And I think his reply in quite that sort of like big dick Hollywood actor sort of thing was, um, I made $30 million from that show. I wish I had more failures like that. <laughs> Which I think is a totally legitimate response. Yeah, although, it's a, you know, it's good to be king. It's no. good to be the king. <laughs> So, so yeah, you've got this show which kind of comes out of the greatest, one of the greatest sitcoms ever, and then you've got one of the, you know, either the fifth or sixth least interesting, um, or most interesting character in, in that in that list, and then I think what would be important then for me 
if I was casting this, knowing that Joey is, you know, a, a popular character, but he's not the same, he doesn't have the same emotional connection that probably Ross and Rachel and Monica and Shannon do. Yeah. I would think that the important thing to get right is the premise. And that's where we immediately fall <laughs> over, you know, we, 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 we do not manage to make that hurdle at all. Um, exactly. And I think this is another production issue. I think that, I think the reason that this the premise is so weak is because none of the rest of the cast were interested in even doing a cameo in this. Um, either they asked for too much money or they just were not interested flat out because none of the friends appear in this pilot. And and for a pilot episode, you kind of need that handoff. You need that handing off of the baton. You need a couple of, you know, you need you need um, Chandler and Monica at the airport, like seeing him off. You just need something to sort of draw that line of continuity through. Yeah, it would have taken much, would it, just to just to give give some kind of justification, really? And so he's moved to LA, and that's that's the kind of difference that we get. And I think the you know I think probably the reason for that is that it's a lot damn cheaper to film in LA and not have to pretend it's in New York. As and then for it's really convenient to um, it's really convenient to be able to say why none of the friends want to travel all the way across the country. Yeah, you know, it's it's a, it's a convenient way in which we don't show any of the other cast of friends. Yeah, um, and that, and that's where I think you get, you know, you do fail that that first hurdle because you you do you need something, you need a better justification. And really it would have been, you know, Joey hanging around in um New York or LA. But it's that just that first. Okay, so why, why, why are we making this show? What interesting story are we trying to tell? And Joey continuing to fail at being an actor just isn't really that interesting, you know. He his his it's, his kind of plot was about yeah. the dynamic between him and the other friends, and so you just not you don't really care <laughs> from from a from a starting point. Absolutely. Um, so I think we'll probably have quite a lot of thoughts on how to fix this pilot. Um, but we've kind of neglected to talk about any of the cast yet, apart from Alan Blank. So maybe we should do that first before we before we start talking about um, the myriad failings of this plot and the script. Mm-hmm. Um, so the 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 main person, the main person that kind of Matt Blank plays off is um, uh, Drea Di Matteo, who plays his sister, um, Gina, Gina Trabani, and she kind of introduces. Um, Joey to to LA and he she's got a house set up and she's the kind of the the other main actor that we, that he's he's working with. Yeah, she's she's the co-star. And you've got you've got a lot to say about Gina, I think. I do. So I I've just finished watching season five of The Sopranos again. So if anyone listening is a real and has B watched all the Sopranos, you know what I'm Sopranos talking about. Sopranos cast. Sopranos cast with Dave. Um, so Dre Matteo plays. Um, Adriana Lasertis, uh, one of the sort of like the main female characters in The Sopranos, which is quite a male-dominated show. But she's um, she's the girlfriend and later fiance of um, of Chris, who uh, is played by um, I've got his name in front of me, but he's Spider in Goodfellas. Sam, same actor, mm. um, Italians. Um, but he's like he represents a sort of young gangster in this. The Sopranos is about. This the aging mob and how they're becoming less and less relevant, and it's and it's more and more just a bunch of old guys who are really out of touch with the world. And Chris is is he's only you know he's under thirty I think initially, and and the idea being that he's much more of the sort of young man of it. And Adriana plays his girlfriend, and she is wonderful throughout the show, and um and and it's obviously like this really tense situation, and you know these gangsters are acting in ways that 
you wouldn't really get away with, I think, in a lot of other cultures. And she is she's wonderful in it, and 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 she's a really got a really standout performance in that show. Um, and I won't belabor it too much, but anyone should, who's listening should watch The Sopranos. Um, and that's pretty much all she's done, though, apart from Joey. She did yeah. The Sopranos, Joey, and she did that biker show, and I've blanked on the name again. Um, <laughs> I want to keep wanting to say Hell's Angels, but anyway, Sons yeah. of Anarchy. Sons, Sons of Anarchy. Anarchy. There we go, we got it. And I think what's... Um, so, yeah, I, I've not watched The Sopranos. It's on my retirement TV list of things that I'm going to watch <laughs> when I retire in 40 years or so. Um, but it, it's... So she's obviously an accomplished act- actress and, and someone who can take a very serious role. And then they cast her in this and basically gave her nothing to do. Well, most she, has, of the jokes, she has one character trait, Sam, and most of the just had a boob job. Is that she's got breasts, which is... You'd think would be a you know a well ploughed field at this point, um, but no, but no. Joey manages to the show that is manages to to plumb those depths and really get more out of the fact that this woman has has well had a breast. the first um, scene she's introduced to Joey she sort of says oh Joey and she's got the zip up top on and Joey comes over and she goes look and she unzips the top and she basically bears her breasts and cleavage at her brother to her brother. To her brother and says, "Oh, I got them done. Aren't they great?" And he's Joey's like obviously horribly awkward because it's his sister, and then and then she asks him if he wants to touch them, and it's does like he touch them. I can't remember if he actually does touch. He them does. Or... He says he says mm. uh, maybe in the car. Okay. <laughs> All of these jokes are really incesty and weird and like not. I have a lot of siblings. Uh, siblings are the overwhelming relationships in my life, and this is not how siblings behave around one another. Outside of Alabama in the hills, you know, it's yeah. it's bizarre. And I think I think it, and that's the kind of opening joke of the show, isn't it? Really, um, or, or near enough. And I think that's a good barometer of where we're going to be going. You know, strap in, folks, because this is going to be a bunch of really, really low grade. And you know, smutty is not necessarily my concern, but just like, well, do something a little bit more intelligent. It's just not it's, funny. It's just the problem know. is, is that it's the the the, the material's fine, but there's too much of it, and it's not funny. Like you can make you can make jokes about this woman having having a boob job. That's fine. But yeah, I mean, you need I, to be you me. need to be a little bit clever, other than because if you're not twelve years old, just the word boobs isn't like. <laughs> You know, I expect yeah. just something like just a little bit more in- intellectual. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. For me, how you fix that is that you make Joey the one who's like, you had a poop job. You know, make him make him the, um, which he is largely throughout most of the show. He's quite a dense character. And that, that was something that I think they changed in the middle of season three or something at Friends. And he became much more, you know, he buys an encyclopedia and wants to talk about things that begin with the letter Q because that's the, the letter he bought. Yeah, um, in Friends, he's this character who he is quite stupid, but he's got this charisma and this confidence, which obviously, like he um, uses to pursue his acting career and women and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's quite a cool character. And then, like you said, about season three, they decide that Joey is stupid, but there are quite a lot of plot lines of Joey trying to be less stupid. And I think that's yeah. really important for a character. Is like he's not. Obviously, like totally self-aware, but he is aware that he could be more knowledgeable, and he's attempting to affect change, and that's kind of nice to see and uplifting about a character. And and that's not really brought over, is it? We also we also kind of get a reset on that, so you don't have. You, I think you either go full stupid, 
and make him really, really dumb and make him laugh at his sister's boo job. Um, or you go the other way and say, right, actually, we're going to develop what he's, what the, how, how the character's developed. We're going to continue that into the new, into this new show. And they just never really do it. And I mean, perhaps later on, but from my reading of, you know, I haven't watched the rest of the, seri- of the series, but from my reading, that never really happens. And Joey remains a rather dumb, rather mopey character who doesn't, you know, doesn't have a particular drive <laughs> to do anything other than, um, you know, be there as, as the jokes. And maybe that perhaps reflects Matt LeBlanc's interest in this series as well. Potentially. Um, so let's run through the rest of the cast very quickly because um, they're not massively noteworthy. Um, so there's his next door neighbour, Alex, who's his sort of love interest, we're sort of told, um, portrayed by an actor called Andrea Anders. Uh, she was in another really good show, which you should watch instead of this, called uh, Better Off Ted, um, which is quite short-lived. I think it's got two seasons on Netflix, perhaps. Remember that vaguely, yeah. Yeah, um, and she's pretty good in that. Uh, you've got the nephew, uh, played by his name is Michael, played by Paul Costanzo, um, who, and if you were a kid or a teenager in the in two thousand, then you remember him from Road Trip. Um, it's his other sort of big role. Um, he's a bit nothingy in this. Uh, and Joey's agent, uh, in a change from they couldn't even get Joey's agent from Friends. Uh, Estelle. She Estelle, they couldn't get her, which I think is another misstep. Uh, instead, they uh, cast Jennifer Coolidge as his agent, Bobby, um, who I quite like generally in things. I think she's quite funny. Um, she and is she's, funny. And she's I, I, obviously most predominantly known as Stifler's mum from the American Pie series. Yeah, she she does a lot of, you know, she plays a lot of that. She's really kind of corner of the market on like, for want of a better phrase, MILF. <laughs> um, I think she's quite actors, like a, a singular looking woman and she's kind of like belayed that into she, she can laugh at herself. Yeah. And, and I, that's I, why I, she has this, like you said, little niche. I really like character actors who are able to do that and really, really embrace the fact that they that they either look a certain way or they have a certain characteristic that does, and then they go on and make you know decent careers. And I think that's that's there's good there's good you know there's good acting in in that. Absolutely, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, but that's kind of it for the cast. Uh, it's not a big show. Um, you know, that's that's five people, and you know, in Friends we've got six in the core cast, so it's it's a much smaller show in scope. Just from, straight from the off. Yeah. Just a note on Jennifer Coolidge. She's actually in an episode of Friends, um, playing a different character, which I think oh, is she? quite a lot. Yeah, she plays. Oh yeah, that's sad. That happens. Loads. Amanda Buffer Montesi. I mean, I have no idea who that character is from memory. In the one, the one that's with Ross's absolutely tan? a name I would attach to Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, it's just brilliant, isn't it? I'm sure she played someone who was. What's the episode? Sorry. The one with Ross's tan. I don't really remember it to be honest, but. It's the one that's that's the episode where Ross gets in the tanning booth and he gets. Yeah, just I don't remember who. I can't remember who her. she is, but yeah, she, it'll yeah. be a quite a bit rolly, bit bitty. Google it, listener. Um, so the, the and, and yeah, that that's pretty much the cast, isn't it? I don't think there's anyone else that we need to, or is in fact, is there anyone else other than extras? I don't think there is. No, there isn't another. There isn't a, another character in this. Um, so so what's so what's wrong with this show then, Dave? What 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 is it for? Me, for my away? money, for my money, what's wrong with this show is it's not Friends. But that's not a very that's not a, that's not an answer that in, in, engenders much conversation. So, I think what's wrong with this show is they don't know who Joey is. Mm. I don't think the emotional core of this show is right because I think by the end of Friends, Joey is quite a you no, know, he's quite a beloved character. You care about Joey. He's a bit stupid, but he's. 
you know he's a he's a good guy you know and he he strives to do the right thing and and they really sort of show that with his relationship with Rachel and and you go from the Joey we were introduced to at the beginning of Friends to the Joey we have at the end of Friends he's a much more developed a much more sensitive character than he was mm-hmm. like as, as, we- as a person and I think this this series' biggest misstep is just throwing all of that out the window yeah like this needs to be what I would like from a Joey spin-off if it was 2004 and I had the creators at gunpoint what I want <laughs> what I want is a series where Joey gets a job as a regular on a drama TV series you have the same everything else he moves to LA his sister's in the mix however, this series is about Joey trying to be a serious actor on this drama show and perhaps not doing massively well. And perhaps he's frequently asked to play silly roles and it's a bit soapy. And perhaps it's him struggling against that, struggling to establish himself as a professional actor, as opposed to this, where he literally takes a shit on someone's chest in the sitcom he's gone to LA for, which promptly gets it cancelled. Like... (laughs) You know, and and I think that would be the better one. And then you can still have Joey trying to feel out a relationship with this woman and, and you may be having him approaching it in a different way because of, you know, he wants what his friends Chandler and Monica have got. And because that's establishing friends as well, that, that Joey really wants this quite serious and deep emotional connection with somebody and he just hasn't found it. Yeah, and that, that I think I think that's spot on. I think, that, I think as a metaphor, um, you know, shitting on, a character, on another person's chest is 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 kind of where this show goes rather than <laughs> rather than actually what the end of friends it's quite a bittersweet for Joey. Yeah. You know everyone else has um Phoebe and, and Mike they mm-hmm. get together uh, Ross and Rachel Monica and Chandler. Joey doesn't have that same arc. He doesn't end up you know all happy and and he he kind of going off you know he's they joke, oh, we better get a, a garage so that Joey can live there in his old age. You know, there's a real sense of... Yeah, so this making... could have been Joey's swan song. This could have been Joey's going to move to LA and he's going to make a life for himself there and he's going to, you know, achieve the things that he wants to achieve. And I think the core ingredients are here. I don't think there's anything wrong with this cast, by and large. Yeah. Um, and, may, and maybe, maybe again, maybe this is something that's explored further down the line. From from what I'm again though, what I'm reading a plot summary is not really no. And and I think that in in the sense of a pilot, we talked about it being a good introduction to the show that it is, which is not a good one. But I think that what you wanted, what I wanted to see, was that through line from Friends into this, and then seeing how it evolved. You know, first act, you make it all about the Friends. You say. Oh yeah, how and the, the sister turns up and says, "Oh, how's Ross and Rachel's baby? How's this? How are Monica and Chana? You you really make reference to that, and so you, the 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 audience is from you know yeah. familiar territory. Whereas and then, this episode, then, well, intentionally just, I mean, avoids reference to any of the friends. It does, and I'm and I'm thinking, well, why why do that? Why not do that at the start? And then as you get into the second, the second act is maybe about him going off and doing something different new discoveries you know trying and then the, the, the third or, or maybe in fact missing the friends group you know wishing he was still in, in new york and then the final act is him finding something new maybe he bumps into the girl and they have a a nice conversation or there's something even something says, as simple as like them sat eating pizza in front of the tv yeah, and he, and he phones. He gets a he gets a job and says, "Oh, we've got you on a we've got you on a, a regular as a TV show." And then, and then as as the show progresses, we can see more of that. We can see more of that ensemble feel, which is all what Friends is about. Um, and that same, 
kind of core. I think a lot of this is the fact that only one of the executive producers from Friends um, was involved. I think Kevin S. Bright was involved in this, but the other two, uh, Martha Kaufman and David, I can't remember, but he, they, did, they weren't interested at all. They weren't interested yeah. in this. And I think maybe... Well, I think after like what ten or eleven seasons of Friends, I think that's a totally legitimate thing. You've you've done the job you came to do, and and you know maybe you, all the people involved would have been better off doing something completely different. Like you know, I think all of these people are big enough stars. Let's not. This doesn't even have to be a spin-off. Just make a series about Matt LeBlanc. You know, with him as the as the as the main. You know, the the star. I think that that you know is another route they could have taken. None of the well, other friends were interested, but. Have Matt LeBlanc play a different character, have it be a different show, but and then you probably might get the other the other producers and all the same people involved because it's something new, it's something they can explore different things with, with an actor they know and work well with. And do you know what I mean? And writers that they know and work well with. And you know, I think this happens a lot in Hollywood where a show goes on for so long and 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 after a certain point, people just aren't interested. They feel like the characters have gone the distance, and so they're not interested in doing anything new with them. Yeah, and that's funny. What you're describing is basically what they did in the series um, episodes, which yeah. had Matt LeBlanc playing himself, a kind of exaggerated version of himself, um, Stephen Manigan and Tamsin Gregg. And there he's he's almost there to kind of get over... Um, the failure of Joey. He's Matt LeBlanc's a pretty pathetic character, um, and and he you know he's not really very happy. And I think and they even reference I think Joey a few times as like <laughs> well, that was terrible, wasn't it? You know what I mean I think so. You you do see that, and you do see he's he's quite a he's quite a good um, he's quite likable in that. But then he's not really been anything else. You know he's not done what. He's probably just sat at home enjoying his millions and millions and millions of dollars. And power so. to him. But he's he's not done what Jennifer Aniston has done, and, and and he doesn't need to. Doesn't need to to be clear. But I think that's what they were attempting to do with Joey. They were attempting to kind of reboot the whole thing and start again with this with with, with Matt LeBlanc as the kind of core. And you know maybe he's just not quite there, and he needs that. Those other people around him who are going to be able to um, give him. Some of the, some of that kind of spotlight. You need a character. You need one of the characters to be the, the the adult, like Chandler was, and that's why Joey worked in Friends because that relationship really rang true. I think the relationship between Joey and Chandler, where Chandler's the adult who does all the adult things, and Joey's like, you know, he's like a kid in it in the best way possible. And in this, in Joey, that doesn't exist because you've got Joey, who obviously is a character we know who's robbed of any sort of charisma or credibility, made even stupider, and then put through several humiliations in this 22-minute introduction, let alone the rest of the series. And his sister, who, you know, is weird and vapid and, you know, it was all quite stupid, you know, in that, that's what the show is telling us. And you don't have that central sort of, like, calming influence and i suspect the alex character maybe becomes that sort of like you know someone joey can go to to you know help him pay bills and stuff like that but there's just it's, it's absent from this episode so you've got this rudderless ship of morons just doing moronic things and it's yeah. it's quite hard to watch even it is and i didn't laugh once at a single joke you know yeah. and, and and just as you know Maybe we're being too harsh, maybe, but I think the pilot is so important. It's so important to get that. I was looking at the um, Friends pilot, and in the Friends pilot, you get they're in the coffee shop at the start. Rachel walks in in the Friends in the, in the wedding dress. You know, we get the whole, 
we get a dynamic between Ross trying to find love and then having a little conversation with Rachel saying, I really fancied you in high school. And so all of these, it's almost like a crystallised version, isn't it, of yeah. the rest of the TV show, the pilot. And I think they understood what they were doing, I think, more in, 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 in Friends because they had, they must have had a longer term plan for it in this. Absolutely, yeah. It feels rudderless and it feels like they're just trying to cash in on what has been the biggest TV show ever and not really giving any thought or any um, idea as to actually what what should Joey be doing here? You know, yeah. why 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 should why should he have his own TV show? They don't really seem to answer to even that question. Yeah, and it's it's weird, but I think I think that's pretty much like all I want to say about the matter. Um, I will say, I think this is a fine pilot for a very bad show. Um, I think it's a better pilot than the show is, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah. I don't think it's a bad pilot, but it's a terrible concept and a terrible. And the writing's not great. But as far as a pilot goes, it ticks a lot of the boxes a pilot needs to tick. I just wouldn't watch it and think, ooh, I really want to watch the rest of that. I watched this and thought, oh, God, how can I avoid ever having to watch any of this ever again? Mm. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. I think my final thoughts are uh, Friends is a show about truth. It's a show about things, that realities that people experience and go oh yeah you know throughout the whole thing it really really does that so well is that you understand what the characters are going through because it's relatable there's that that sense of truthfulness that runs through the entire series and it's even in the pilot and i think this show completely lacks that you know jokes about her 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 boob job um him him trying to perv on neighbors there's there's nothing there's nothing that gives you a sense of oh yeah that's relatable or or there's there's some meaning there that actually connects with you so i think yeah i, I think you're right this is a good pilot but i have absolutely no interest in watching any more of this and i'm glad it was absolutely. although to take a season and a half seems seems like people should have recognized i think that's just the momentum of friends it had a, it had the friends time yes. slot initially and I think that went a lot of the way they could have aired any old shit. And I think they did air any old shit. Um, well, and we're, that's we're only why, a year uh, away from the office, which is yeah, maybe, exactly. You know, a time when TV changed a little bit. You know, we're starting to see yeah. the end of this churned out uh, sitcom era. Exactly. So, final thought. I think um, I just want to briefly do the Bechtel test because we haven't done it yet. Um, because <laughs> uh, so the Bechtel test is a media metric applied to film and TV, basically to assess how well represented female characters are. Um, and to pass the Bechtel test, all a show has to do is have a one-line exchange between two named female-identifying characters. And for a wonder, colour me surprise, this show passes. Um, Congratulations, Joey. Yep. You did it. Uh, Gina, Joey's sister, asks the neighbour Alex if she can buy her hair. <laughs> she says, oh, you've got lovely hair. If you ever want to sell it, and she gives her a business card. Well done for representing women, I think women, that maybe Joey. points out the flaws in the Bechdel <laughs> test. You know, it's how, how well a female identifying characters are represented in TV. Well, it, it, I mean, yes, it passes on technicality, but only just. I'm not sure I said actually, yeah, so it asks that they have a one-line exchange that isn't about a man. I'm not sure I mentioned that all-important point. <laughs> well, yeah, you can Google it. Yeah, you can Google it. Anyway, um, I think that, that's probably it for me, Sam. Yeah, that's it, and I'll see you next time. Yes, goodbye, goodbye.